welcome to another episode of Whiskey Sour Libations and Conversations. I'm your host, Dom, and we have a special guest here, a first-timer. 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 This is my amazing friend, Tabsha White, from... It's crazy how like long the loop. <laughs> I've known her since before college, for real, because... Really? Yeah, yeah, I knew you. I met you a little bit before I started Webster. You were already at Webster, but I met you through Shanae, uh, Rachel and Shanae. And so that was prior. So I knew y'all when I got there. And then apparently you was already graduated, which I didn't know. No, I did yeah. not know that. Okay. Or no, were, were you? I think I met you in your last year. Never knew that. I thought we were all like in the same, like the same age, like close. I mean, we are. I mean, we're the same age, but you know, I mean, like two years, because Rachel and Antoinette and Brian are all year two years older than me. So I just assumed you was in that class, and then it just didn't click when I went to that graduation either. I mean, I think we're all the same age, but it's like I started school early, so they're probably a grade behind me. Just because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they hold like my birthday's in September, so okay, oh, thanks. Are you smart? Like I said. I am, but sometimes when you get diagnosed with ADHD later in life, you'd be like, all those years, all those educational years, I could have performed better had I known. I knew something was wrong. I just didn't know it. So, okay. And I, I want you to speak up a little louder. Oh, okay. You're, you're in your normal tone. I am. I'm like, I'm like, I can't hear you right with that. Oh, man. Like, okay. So, okay. So, yes, you shared with me recently uh, that you have been diagnosed with ADHD. And I was like, oh, my God, I just was going to tell my doctor to get me tested because something just don't seem right. I'm having a hard time in certain areas. But, it like, Honestly, like when you got that diagnosis, like how did it make you feel? Like did did just life make sense? Or because some people get are like, oh my god, I can't believe this is me, and I'm like, at least you know what the fuck is wrong with you. At least you took the time. So how did that make you feel? First of all, thank you for having me. Appreciate you. Uh, I, I've seen other friends get on, and I'm like, ooh, like I mean, I knew it was coming, but. You also have a lot of friends. So Okay, so you said okay, no. <laughs> Circle back to what I just asked you. Focus. <laughs> okay, so diagnosis. <laughs> diagnosis. Um, I was very relieved okay. when I found out okay. I had uh moderate ADHD. I don't have the high functioning kind. Okay. Girl, I was just like, praise the Lord, I have answers. Because <laughs> no, for real, because I was like have always known that it takes me so long to learn new things mm-hmm. and immediately I'm frustrated. Okay. Immediately I, get, I learn the thing and then I forget. So I'm just like what is this? It shouldn't be this hard. I'm seeing my peers get it right away. And we all struggle with some subjects. Right. Math, mm-hmm. reading, science, spelling. Spelling and math were my like, I just couldn't get it. Really? I took okay. algebra four times. Okay, wait, hold on. In high school or in college? Okay, so we started algebra in middle school. Same, yes. So I, I think it was maybe seventh grade. Oh, see, okay, so that's really a I started in the eighth grade. So really? I, took, I took algebra in the eighth grade. So then when I went to high school, uh, when I went to Lambert my freshman year, I took geometry. Yeah. Yep. So yep. I, 
still felt like a little bit how you felt. I always kind of felt like that in math. And I just was like, in geometry, I'm like, I know this stuff. Why is it coming hard? So I dropped it and then I took algebra again and aced it like no problem. I'm like, so what is it? I'm like, is it me or is it the teacher? Right. I, that's not not blame the teacher. Yeah. Because it do be the I'm teacher. Like, sometimes, sometimes it's the teacher. Yeah. And then I was, it was only me and this other black girl. Shout out to Shanae. Uh, uh, but we were the only like black people in this class. And I'm like, why? Like, and I don't know if she ever dropped it, but I, I was. I was trying to stick it out. I was really trying to. You said I'm not a quitter. <laughs> and I was like, All right, this, this this might not be my my should. But I I feel like as an adult, spelling has become like weird for me. The other day, me and Greg Tussle trying to spell violet, <laughs> but it was like he wrote it on the board, and I was like, what is he about to write? And then he was like, how do you spell violet? And I was like. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Then I was like, oh yeah, it's oh I said so bio like and it would be like boy, boy, and I also kind of feel like as adults, like I'm like shit, like am I moving too fast? Because that word when I just read that that was what that was, and I'm feeling like dyslexia and all of that. Well, that's the thing about uh, ADD, ADHD is classified in the same category. Okay, and oftentimes people with it have other mental health issues. Okay. Now, when I say mental health, they don't mean you're crazy. I mean, I'm crazy a little bit. But it doesn't mean that you're crazy. Um, I think we're all crazy. To do life, I think we all have to be a little bit crazy. Yeah. Like, like a little bit. Like, whether you let it show is, yeah. is a thing. But a little bit crazy. If that help you sleep at night, friend. It do. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. I was just like, okay, so when I got diagnosed, I sat with a psychiatrist and she went over, I did, took a survey, it was 12 pages, very thorough, like went back to my mom's pregnancy, like did she have difficulty, did I hit all my milestones when I was born, was I a friendly baby, or my grades like in elementary school, middle school, high school, did they improve or did they stay the same, like all kinds of stuff, like oh. I had to call her and be like, mom, can you tell me about when I was a toddler, like, can you tell me when I was a toddler, how was I, because in my mind, I was a crybaby. You couldn't hold me. Really? Um, I, I was so stressed. I, I, I remember crying a lot because I was so overwhelmed with situations. See, y'all, well, you, as long as you know me, you know I've always tussled. So, oh, for sure. <laughs> like, I, I was always, but I, I always just kind of equated it to just kind of being like an artsy kid, though. Because, you know, like, they always say, like, because you're creative, too. Um, and so we, just I thought when and then when I, you would read stories about different people like Michelangelo cutting his ear off and all this, I was like, oh, this like this is the norm. <laughs> you know, like they say, they say like creatives are messy and all this. Now nah, I can't function. Right? Hey, you're rebuilt. Yeah. Like I told you, I don't play the hey, game. when I first <laughs> a, a friend that I moved in with uh, recently, uh, actually current roommate. Uh, <laughs> a lot about myself just being out here i've been out here 15 years and i learned so much and one of the things i learned was boundaries mm. that is a new thing i have just learned this thing like just what it meant and what it looks like yeah and i used to like clean his room he'll be like Why are you in my room and i'm like it's dirty i gotta clean i can't live like this he's like but you, you don't live in here 
you have your own space. Uh, <laughs> and I would be, I'm here. Right? right? Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? He was like, Tatan, Tatan. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay. And I, you know, I've only done that once. And that was when I had that one roommate, that one guy. We go, but he had my dishes in there. So, like, and then he had, he never had a bit. Like, how do niggas do shit like this? He does the ADHD. But still, like, I was like, okay, well, I, I, books, but yeah. In my mind, something was growing in there. See, that's how I felt. And I was just like, unless I, I go smell it, I could smell it. So I just, that's why I, I will say there was not a smell. Yeah, no, I could do something. It was a visual thing. I would look in there casually and be like, <laughs> wow, this is fancy. Okay, I just had to make sure I had the mic on. Because oh. I was like, oh shit, I have muted something. Oh. And then I made sure it, it's on. Yeah. Um, so, um, <laughs> So yeah, I just learned a lot about myself. Uh, I feel like my relationships with my parents improved, my siblings improved. And yeah, just moving away from home, man. I I want everyone to have that experience because that, that blanket is of just you. Some people, and you said 15 years, I've been here 13. So I think, and I had never lived on my own prior to that. You know, I like moved out my mom's house. Yep. So it was a level of okay. Now I'm kind of forced into adulthood. Overnight, overnight, <laughs> and it was like game changing. It was I was I wasn't even really scared. I was so excited. Ooh. I remember feeling so fearless when I came here. I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that. Okay. Because uh, I feel like I'm talking like really really white right now. Maybe it's just how I talk. But I'm going to agree with you <laughs> because I remember when you moved out here and I remember how eager you were, how flexible you were. You was like, I don't care because just like being like, you had got a job. Before well, I had a job. Listen, listen, I had a game plan. And when it, I don't know, I, I think. You just put everything in place. Like you I legit just, did the work. I tell people, I told to hear, I said, look, I knew I was moving to LA when the summer of freshman year of high school. I said, I went to New York. That summer, I came to LA that summer. And I was actually in New York a couple of weeks before 9 11 happened. And so I, we have pictures of the towers and everything and uh, from the Statue of Liberty. And so it is. it was really crazy because I was like, okay, this will tell me what the next step is. Am I going to move to New York? Am I moving to LA? Baby, a New York summer was like St. Louis, and I was not right. Not it's by the water. It blew my mind. And I was like, Girl, I was like, nobody oh, told me, did it, done it, don't <laughs> have to do it no more. And so I was had my sights set on LA, and so I, I don't know. Like it was just weird. Now, like everything that happened, and I think I got really comfortable too fast. In LA? In LA. And what I mean by that, and I'm still learning LA, but what I mean comfortable, it was just like, okay, I had this job. It was, you know, like pretty solid pay. And I made friends like right away. Like and and it was I I I felt like I lost that drive a little bit because I was came kind of, and not that complacency is like a, a, a bad thing, but I was just like, cool at the moment and I wasn't going hard. Like Jeff and I went to I met Jeff, my brother, at Nordstrom. And we he worked in men's and we just hit it off like right away where we was just instantly became siblings. 
and Jeff and I was literally, going, literally, literally, she's not joking, literally, not joking. Right? like that's it's like, oh, Jeff, that's her. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it, it's it's perfect because like his mom, uh, kind of became like she would come out. She was like a second mom, like making sure you got food, making sure you got this. Even still, his Jackie is still like that to this day, and. We went to a casting together for like an agency, and they immediately was like, ha, no. And they told Jeff, mm, come back. Like, and, and was kind of telling him to, I, I don't know if it was like to be just a little more toned or something, but Jeff kept going, I was just like, shit, this didn't tell me else. So it'll be somebody else to tell me yes. And Jeff was like, when you came all made up, you got to come. Not. I'm like, yeah, yeah, and then Jeff kept going. I Wait, was, so you can't come made up to an audition? Yeah, no, no, no. Not to like a not to like a model agency, nothing like that. They don't want they want to see what they can do. They want to look at you like kind of like a like bare bones. Yeah. So I did. I came like glam up. Uh, I looked good. I mean, but ultimately, I just was like, oh, okay. So I kind of lost sight of what my goals were. Because like even I like, think about it, like you bought me that acting class with Roma and oh, we saw her by the way, I told my feelings that y'all went to her book signing and it's like but it's called person, different person. Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> That's the phone. Roma as a Rona, but silly. Silly. I would have totally invited you. Oh, but no, she don't no. live here no more. She lives in New York. Oh we'll see. But is she doing comedy? Because everybody didn't do it with you. Oh, okay. I think she retired, actually. I haven't seen her. Okay. I mean, but she she put in. She put in. She even worked in class. Okay. But ultimately, like, you know, you have Bobby those classes, and then I never got around to it. And Roma was like, I was just refunding you. She did. Money. She did. I feel so bad. I'm like, but that's, but that's the thing. It's just like getting in your head. Where was your mind during oh, that time? Girl, listen, New Year's are a blur. Oh, man. The, the whole time? Girl, it's years ago. Let me tell you something. I said, what? I remember. Oh, do you know? Don't do that. Okay. I remember. <laughs> what, was the, what was the year of the party bus? Shit, I think it was 25. Okay, I was going to say so, 30. But go ahead. And then I'll tell you something funny about that. That year, that year when she, she had a party bus, and party buses were like popular back then. So I think it was my first time experiencing one uh-huh. epic it was so epic. epic it was like five niggas in the room spending the night on her floor on her couch on her bed me included and not even like a drunken night like just being like i'm too tired to go home yeah. like i, I look here now one thing i'm gonna do is not a party you were <laughs> so, and, I think and it was a good group of people too like everybody got along when nobody we had a and we saw like tia that night we saw all all the places i will never forget that night that was one of my memorable la moments and i just remember everyone before they get on the bus you know you got to pay the driver before you leave (laughs) i had everybody's money like in my bro (laughs) i was like 35 dollars whatever it was i was like 35 dollars so everybody's like handing me money and i had like this stack of money i was like what am i supposed to do and i'm just holding on to it i was like all right cool cool cool. Okay. A couple of us that did it. And uh, that night, 
So Joe hooked me up because his homeboy had the plug and all of that stuff. So make sure we got into Dre's and all of that stuff. Oh, okay. And uh, years later, I would find out that is my coworker, this guy Brett. And Brett was like, I met you before. And I was like, when did you meet me? And he was like, yeah, so I was the white guy that you went to get to get the deposit for the party bus. And I was like, oh shit, like it was so crazy. And I'm like, I have to pay attention to people more. Or or is it that people should be more memorable? But I know that's kind of a to say, but it's like true. But also I, I wanna share a funny story with you about that thing. Okay. I might have left my own party. You what? I might have left my own party. You did? Yeah. You, you left us in your house. Uh, no, no, no. I left y'all at the club. You did? Yes. I left y'all at the club. There were so many people around. So I left y'all at the club. I Which one? To, uh, Trace. Okay. So I went to, down the street because it was Grammy weekend. Okay. And uh, I went down the street to Playhouse because I knew that's where, like, the niggas would be at. And... I went there, me and my, I was a girlfriend that I, I think I had, I think I might have met her from Jay. And so we snuck out and we went, hopped in the cab and just went up the street. We was like, okay, this is the time around. We got like 45 minutes. I knew the dude at the door, he got a seat. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wait, 45 minutes to get back? No, this is the, our time. Because then we didn't want to like, look like we was missing. Or anything was Trace, are you kidding me? So I, I you know, I just I didn't know and then uh so we went and then we came back, but by the time like we lost track of time, so by the time we came back, Trace wouldn't let me back in. <laughs> but I get there and there's all this other chaos that's happening downstairs at the door. Mm -hmm. So it's like uh my friend Adam because I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why is Liz crying? Like, what's, why is Jackie picking up? Or why, Jackie, why didn't you come? So it was like all this stuff. So I'm trying to diffuse, like, and, and, and Adam literally is like, Dominique, I cannot do this. I don't have time for this. I need all that extra. And I'm like, I just walked, I, I walked into the mess. It wasn't me. So yeah, that was that was a funny night. I'm glad that's what you're doing. No, it was great. It was a, it was a really good night. I just remember having a lot of fun. I am one of those people that love to go dancing but can't dance. I was just like, I just be moving. <laughs> I start off as a wallflower, and then I'll be like, all right, I'll dance. And I dance. When, but, you get your sister. when my song come on, and then I only have like a few songs that I like that I still like. I'm like, man, it's such a good night. That's all I need for a good night, like a good song. I mean, good group of people. That's always how it starts, right? Like that's always how it starts. So I want to talk about, when I reel it in a little bit, you know. Please do. Uh, you also have a podcast. I do, and it's called Church Hurt with Tavisha. Is it Tavisha White or just Tavisha? <clears throat> I only go by my first name. I'm trying to be, you know, the Queen Latifah, the Beyonce, you know, first name. Nick. But Queen Latifah is two. I know. Okay. I know. But I mean, <laughs> see, Queen, but the name is Latifah, so I, I so, to me, it's one name. Right. But I mean, I always like the fact that my my name is unique enough. Okay. Then I started finding all these other tavishes. There's more than one. There's so many. Oh, they wow. spell it differently. Okay. They spell it without the Y. Okay. 
Okay. And my mom, you know, she's praise Lord, very creative. So she had that Y in there, and people would be like, tap a Shia. And I'm like, nope. Just ignore the Y. So I want to talk about okay, so give us like the premise of your show. So, so yeah. my podcast is about people, well, church hurt in general, uh-huh. but also people who have, who have experienced that and want to talk about it. Okay. In like a safe space and hopefully come to a, a some kind of reconciliation. Okay. So that they can move not move past it, but kind of like heal from it. But also, you can't heal from something you're not talking about. Okay. So yeah, tell people what the concept of church hurt means. Like, I mean, is it self-explanatory for some people or it goes deeper than... Like, it's so layered. Church hurt is when somebody that represents the body of Christ, like that claims to be a Christian, and I'm sure it happens in other religions, Buddhism, Muslim, all those other different kinds of religion. But people always do like people who follow Jesus, like you're the church. So people people speak of other religions, they usually say the religion, and then church is like, oh no, it's you, you Christians. <laughs> Y'all. So uh but yeah, if, if somebody, whether it be a leader or just a member, does something hurtful and are, is dismissive of how you feel about a situation. So some of the most common things is people be talking to them crazy. Or church uh, people not taking responsibility for pain that they've caused because they they do it in the name of the Lord. Like, you're not a thug for Christ. You are <laughs> following him. And you're supposed to lead by example. And okay. doing that doesn't convey, like, the message that I feel like Christ came here to give us. So okay. You can then share with other people. Okay. Yes, that's, that's definitely, like you said, like so many layers because I, I, I'm hearing certain little jokes or certain things that would happen um, in, in, in church. You know, we all have our experience. So what led you, what could you give us a little bit without making, because people need to go listen to your podcast. So yes. don't give us all the tea. Right. But like, lead us down a little bit of your church. Her, her, her. Oh. <clears throat> Uh, I, I address, I talk about my church hurt a lot on the show, but lately I've been talking about other people's church hurt. But my church hurt stems from just having leaders who weren't leading by example mm-hmm. and having leaders who, um, hold on, <laughs> it's like you're talking, um, leaders who, um, who don't want to, I guess, if you're following Jesus, you should do things like Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Jesus was kind. He was sin-free. He died for our sins, all that good stuff. But are you living like he did? It'd be like, most people would be like, well, I'm trying. And I'd be like, in what way are you trying? Because one of the ways you're trying is forgiveness. And also not being the cause of someone not wanting to have a relationship with God. That is huge because people turn from god because they're like well you treated me bad and if that's what god is i don't want it yeah so my experience specifically was i mean i can tell you a story about uh one of the members that one of the leaders one of the ministers at my church and i believe he still ministers there he uh was like kind of like sexually like harassing some of my peers like teenage girls Honestly, I don't even know I did that because I'm not even shocked. <laughs> <laughs> and this is in, does this start in St. Louis? This starts in St. Louis. Okay. starts in St. Louis. Okay. And some of my friends will come to me. And, you know, for some reason, predators always know who to 
prey on. Yeah, always, always. And it's it's just not, instinctively so it's just, know. It's just like dating. And so that's why. Go get that. Um, so yeah, so my friends would be like, oh, he don't, you know, he 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 took my bra strap and I was walking by, he took my bra strap and flipped me. Okay, Church, you're like, yeah, like, or he'll like, uh, do like a oh, if you have a nice dress on, it's not oh, you have a nice dress on, oh, you look nice in that dress, it's like with with the look associated with it. So it's not just words, it's look, it's body language, it's um, being favored in certain spaces. And I was just like, man, like, looking at that, I was just like, this, this ain't right, this, yeah. this can't be what God intended for the church to look like, right? So and that was just my te- my experience as a teenager, as an adult. Most of it comes from people who have authority. It might be the pastor, it might be the pastor's wife, it might be the, the kids of the pastor, or even uh, maybe a deacon or something. Being uh, mean about situations, for example, I talk about one of the episodes on my podcast, the guy who's in charge of, my church is a very creative, my old church is a very creative church. Uh, it's called The Living Room. And don't you start that shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm moving to something. That's what you get to break to. I could have paused that, but I'm like, I'm not doing it. Okay. No, I'm not going to say anything. Oh, okay. I'm not going to say something crazy. I'm like, ah. Okay. I said crazy things on your podcast. Okay, yes, you did. But this, this, this is what you're trying to lie. This is what you're trying to lie. <laughs> we have limits now. We need to limit. I was going there. No, no. This is a decent story. Okay. So basically, sorry, I was sorry, I was working on a show, uh, LGBT show called Love in France. Uh, I believe it's streaming somewhere. Um, the producers came with me to see the space. My pastor rents out the space all the time for events, for speaking, for all different kinds of stuff. Okay. So they were like, I said, oh, we had this little office scene, uh, kids being adopted or something. I like, we can probably shoot that at my church. And I, cause I had used my church. I was using, I use, I paid to use my church space before I was a member there. Okay. So I was just like, this shouldn't be a problem. Cause now I'm a member and they're not, but I'm using it through my connection. Yeah. Girl, we got up there. We were looking at the space. It was right before church started. The deacon, uh, we call <laughs> on my podcast. We call him <laughs> Deacon Flowers, <laughs> and he was like, uh, "Oh, who, who are these people? What do you need?" I said, "Oh, we need this space on this day at this time because you know student schedule is tight. So you can't be like, oh, sorry, we, we can't accommodate you last minute because then it changes everything." So he was just like, oh, okay, we'll fill out this form because we were trying to be more organized. He's like, fill out this form. And it, it was never like a denial. It was more like, oh, we can't accommodate you. I was just like, you are, I've already been accommodated. So why can't you do this this time? What, what is specific about this situation that you couldn't accommodate us? And he was just like, well, we don't really know them. I said, but you know me. And I also have to use the space to shoot at before. Yeah, so what's the problem? Yeah. So what's the problem? Well, we're just we're just using the space for only church events. I said, who did you hear that from? Where, where is this coming from? Because on the sheet it doesn't say that. Oh, is this wow. a church event? I put no, but it, it doesn't say, oh, you will be denied because you know what I mean. Is it like why are you asking me if it it doesn't matter? Because I know 
like a friend of mine, she's like a stylist, and she was like, um, <laughs> she style me for Garrett's uh, thing. She was like, she used it as like a, uh, what's the thing called? Like a, like, like a high-end thrift store. Okay. And she brought all these clothes and people were able to shop and stuff like that. I think she donated money to something. And I was just like, so she can have a store here, but I can't shoot a short film here? He was just like, well, that was, you know, in the past and, you know, moving forward. I'm like, nah, nah, I feel like you're making stuff up. What's the real reason? Right. And I couldn't help but to think yeah. it's because my partners were LGBT. He, on top of him not knowing them or having okay. no relationship yeah. with them. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, you got it. Like, I'm sure everyone has a gay person in their life. But it was, it was them being not members of the church and also literally strangers okay and i was just like but that's not a prerequisite for the church space being used like you, you give us a price we get insurance and we pay yeah and he was just like well, we don't have anyone to open it up i said so what's the real reason do you have no one to open up do you not want to do it in the first place like what's the real reason yeah just stop being around the bush just tell me like it is because i'm getting pissed off at this point <laughs> so what happened was i i moved forward thinking that i had the space because before that's the process right I, we get to maybe the day before, and he's like, oh, I don't, I can't find anyone to open it. We're not going to do, moving forward, we're not doing anything that's not church event, church-sponsored event. And I was just like, so you're going to tell me this today? And it's used to wrong. Okay. Lucky for me, our friend Jimmy came through, and he got us another space that we could use, that we ended up using. But I was just like, what was that about? I mean, he just should have said what it was. He should have said, said what it was. And I was just like, and then I talked to my pastor after that, and I was just like, I heard about the situation with, you know, wanting to use space, which you've used before, which he said. Yeah. And then he was just like, I honestly don't know what happened. I, I didn't know about it until after it happened. I wish you would have just come to me. Yeah. But at that time, we were trying to do things so everyone doesn't have to go to the pastor about every little thing. You have right. people who work under you. Let them handle it. Right. And right. then he just handled it poorly. Yeah, but for me, I was, it, it was hurtful because I was just like, you couldn't even give me a real reason why we couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, like people pick and choose uh, how they want to uh, accept or not accept certain things. And I, like I said, I don't think it had anything to do with the fact that they were not members. I don't think it had anything to do with the fact that the sh like y'all asked. It wasn't even y'all didn't even ask like last last minute. It had everything to do with them being gay. Like that's, that's, that's just what you said out loud. Like literally, like and that's just what it is. But you know, as far as like Christianity goes, uh, there's this. I I think that some churches are becoming like more open. Yes. yes. But uh, you still have a lot of people that are heavily like like. Let's just keep it above. The Bible is. Though it's supposed to be the word, it's still written by men, and, and there were women that were involved. They don't want to say that. So it's a very patriarchal view of life and society and how things are supposed to be. And like you said, like each person, we all can have the same verse. And if it's three people in this world, each person can interpret that verse completely different. Yes. And so this line, there's nothing in the Bible that really says that there's nothing wrong with that. We just think that. Because of certain things, or and, and you know how we were taught. Because think about it for a long time, like when we were forced to take on Christianity and all the stuff as we were enslaved. Like the, people are dictating things to us. 
So I always tell people that have a problem with different things. Okay. All I know is that God is love. So if we all have the God in me, if we all have God in us, how come you're not leading with love? No, you're 100% right. Uh, that's what Jesus did too. He he died because he loved us. Correct. And I was so my question to you is going forward after the mirror, like how was that? What what changed for you? Or like what was the, the turning point for you? Because you no longer attended. Well, the church kind of went away on its own. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> oh, see, I thought see, I, I know all this stuff changed with church is uh church is doing like lockdown yep. and all that stuff. Right around. So I wasn't sure if it was necessarily that or I think they like, had a lot to do with it. People start coming less and less and then the congregation became the praise team. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> and it was like the praise team, the sound guy, and the usher. Oh, so that wow. was it got really, really, really skinny. Like no one's I mean, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. We in the middle of we say steep as small. I just want to be clear. Yeah. Like we use that word for small, yes. not literal genius. Thank you. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. That was a thing when I moved here because I said skeet to somebody and they were offended, and I was like, "Yeah, it's skeet." And then I pulled the shirt and they're looking to see, the and skeet. I was like, "Girl, your, your skirt, your shirt is small." Um, um, back to what you said. Um, so yeah, the church was definitely, uh, it went away. Um, there's still an online presence on like social media here and there, Okay. but the church itself, my pastor moved out of, out of the city somewhere else. Um, <clears throat> it was, it was a rough time for him and his family. Um, oh. but it was, um, I think they're in a better position now. And I think he's actually going to start like having more of an online presence, but then it was just, I, all I saw was it just breaking down. I, I didn't know the reason behind it when it was happening, but it was revealed over time later. But uh, back to what you were talking about as far as like what the Bible says and, you know, slavery is written by man. I believe that uh, the Bible is true and all the crazy stuff that it says, because I don't believe I can believe a part of it. I have to believe the whole thing. So in reference to the Bible and just people in general, do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Do you believe that he's the son of God? Do you believe that he rose from the dead? And if you believe those things in your heart, then you will be saved. So we are, nobody walked this earth <laughs> sin-free except for Jesus. So we don't have to... And that could be controversial. That could be a controversial No, it could, it could be. It could. Uh, but don't forget that he was still human. Like he was, yes, he was still human. Yes, as a man. And I'm just here, you know, like we have that. That's why I'm here to challenge you. No, we're here. We're here. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying like, oh, what I'm saying is not that. Not at all. You know, a lot of people in the recent years have been disputing that. Yes, and you know whether or not he was intimate with Mary Magdalene. So they say they got everything. I'm like, listen. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, like everyone has their theology, but it comes down to believing. Okay. Either you're gonna believe it or you're not. Okay. And I believe it, so this that's why I'm walking the way I'm walking. And I do try to and this is another thing that happens in my church heard podcast, try to clear up 
misconceptions about what people think the Bible is or how they understand different scripture, what it means and what it's supposed to. Because we're talking like dissecting the scripture, not just reading one line, but reading the chapter and you know, right. who wrote the right. book and like all those things. So, but like I said, the core value is, do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe he died? Do you believe he's the son of God? <clears throat> if you believe those things, you will be saved. Right. And that's really all that's required. And God is love, and I'm glad you said that because that's the, one of the most important components. Like, do you love God? Do you recognize his son as God? And then you just move forward in that. Everything else comes through the Holy Spirit. I, I can't make you believe what I believe, but I can just say, I disagree, and this is why, and I, or I, I agree, and this is why. Right. So just moving forward, I, I wish that situation with uh, the deacon would have been more like, honestly, Tavisha, I have an issue with the people that you brought around. I don't know them. I don't know their character. So, yeah, but assuming... But see, but see, but no, what he should have said to you was is that my beliefs and what I know your friends are seeing. They're, 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 they're seeing nervous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, and I don't, I don't believe that about anybody like sexual preference or anything like that's just my, that's my personal take because like I said I'm leading with love like mm-hmm. that is we what I'm supposed to do yep. right I don't I'm not passing judgment on you I'm not damning you to hell I that's not I don't have the authority to do that so what he should have said was my personal belief system and I don't feel comfortable so then it should then it was then he knew it would have been escalated so y'all pass it and y'all pass it stupid election right <laughs> in the like, end like, Pretty much remember how he was, yeah. and I feel like he still would have went through it. Yes. But like a lot of people do things for their own personal yes. gain yeah. and view all the time, no matter how. And that's where it. we fall short. That's so, where we we suck at not leading with Christ, because Christ wants you to be in the fold. Mm-hmm. Inviting them to our church space would have been an opportunity for us to show them the love of God. Now, I do believe that they do believe in God, just knowing them personally. But are they saved? I don't know. But were we trying to save them before they left the church? No. (laughs) (laughs) But I wanted wanted their experience to be more pleasant and to be more positive. And that's not what their experience was. Because I would have to come to them and be like, my church said no. They were like, but they would be all right to move forward with. We did thing, got the contract, got the insurance, and I was like, understand, we did everything we were supposed to do, but they didn't do their part. Yeah, and I wish their experience was different, because who knows where that could have led them. Yeah, which no, is like it, into because there's other there's a church here. It's called, I believe, Metro Community Church. It's MCC abbreviation, and it's a church for LGBT people, which I've been to. Did you come with us when we went? Girl, last church I went to was City Church. Man, oh. <laughs> well, it's an LGBT church in Hollywood. Wait, no. it's a yes, silver. I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So look at me, look at me, thinking about my Jesus. I got so many Jesus, like you know, like church stories. It's like going up a church, you know, uh, telling me te- like so people know like my super quick my history. I don't want to deter from what we're talking about. I grew up in church, Baptist church, Christian, just like you, Southern Baptist. Uh, I'm not gonna say southern, southern Baptist, but like it was pretty southern. No, our church was a little bougie though. Was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like people think that Antioch is very like 
at least at that time, up because it was five people that go there now. Mm-hmm. None of my business. That goes back to church. But the ultimate, and I'm not going to say church hurt. I'm going to say, because um, I'm not going to say that the church hurt me per se. I would say that I was always a realist about a lot of shit. And always could for, have like foresight of what was happening. Now I would be like, yo, that's hell fucked up, but they don't have nothing to do with me. So I, so I, growing up in this church, uh, it's a historical landmark in St. Louis, um, and in a historical neighborhood of the Ville, you have Cedric the Entertainer, Tina Turner, all these amazing people oh, in this area, and um, we had a public ministry. So we would travel all over the country. So like I said, been in so many churches, uh, spreading the word of God through puppets. And so and it was, I have lifelong friendships from this, uh, you know, ministry. And ultimately it would, you know, like my, it, that public ministry like never like really tainted my view on life or anything. I think as you got older and like, you know, you grow up and as adults sometimes, like, the fairy tale, you realize, like, is not the reality of the situation. So you start to see. And so a lot of adultery happening in my church. A lot of, now I don't know nobody to pop nobody bra or anything like that that I'm aware of. So I don't want to take away from anybody's experience. That's just opposite shit. Uh, have I kissed somebody in church my baby? Absolutely. <laughs> So, uh, but ultimately, uh, I remember there was a situation that happened where all this money came up missing, and uh, they brought in like uh, a manuscript, manuscript, yeah. And when they were looking at the checks and, and doing all of this stuff, they found out that whoever was writing this just like it's one person, it's the same, like. Though the signatures look different, it's coming from the same person. And so ultimately they figured out who did it. And all I know is that that person got an award in front of the church. This person also I know at one point that I, that I know they lost their law, their law license, but that was prior to that. And so it just, it was like just shady stuff. And I was just like, but this, so how do you get a plaque for something in your service be, and you, you, you stole the money. Like, you stole the money. And I think that, and it's just always, like, from what I've seen, like, and, and it's just so many different scenarios that happen. I just be like, yo, like. Who wants I, to learn about God in a space like that? Who? But, but see, here's the crazy thing, because I just even recently watched the documentary. Oh, you got to watch it. I'm fucking Kill something. <laughs> I wasn't triggered. I just was like, or maybe I wasn't. I don't know. Like, just to be 
like when it came down to like how like much money was coming through there and i always just get frustrated because yes you want us to tithe you want us to do this but you know with somebody in your congregation whose lights are about to get cut off and evicted and we we gonna send them prayers uh okay yeah we can pray for them we can pray that they figure out a way to not let this happen again but in the meantime you we should be like you should be looking out for them and i and i would say one thing that i really enjoyed like um, because i kind of started fading out of my church uh when i left st louis i was going to friendly temple mm-hmm. and so friendly temple kind of really got it they got mm-hmm. it they I, they they see friendly temple like they had um i think i got some family there I mean, they have, like, if you need housing, like, they have, like, senior citizens, they get all of this stuff, like, put it back into that neighborhood, that block of, like, that stretch of land that they had. They just got it, and you felt welcome to be there. It was just, it felt overall good. You know, some people, you can, I feel energy when I walk into places, when I shake your hand, like, like, you know what I mean? But just, it was something about them that they just really got it. And understood what their journey was about but you know even coming here you know because you know we're black and your mom was like you know find a good church home and blah blah i watched no old sitting on tv and uh and but so, you were going to like what church i ended up going to yeah and we can have that conversation offline too <laughs> well this is the one i remember you going to yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I went for a, a long period of time, and then once they moved to La Brea, I would take on the name of the Potter's House and all of these different things. The Potter House at one church, things just changed because <laughs> have you ever been swallowed? Like, like, that's all you think about. It's just like all the scandal with, with that. Church. That's all. It's, it's, I just recently heard. I didn't know that was happening. You knew that was happening. Okay. So <laughs> we are gonna go back to you. Okay, sure. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say, since we're circling back, um, if you don't, if you're LGBT and you don't have a church home, try MCC. That's in Silver Lake, Hollywood area. Um, it's really, really friendly. They feed you. <laughs> I always love the MCC. Okay. But they're super friendly, and I feel like what they preach is the word. Because actually, I'm not saying it like, oh, I think they, no, I went there, and that's what they preach. Okay, so I want to, okay, so how did you, from the living room, because mm-hmm. like your journey is like complete, like 180, like it just takes a different turn, and how did you end up where you are right now, like where, you don't have to tell Like spiritually? Yes, yeah, like right. within the church and everything too. Because um, I have some questions. Oh, yeah. So um, I grew up in the church, St. Louis, moved out here, was looking for a church for like years, okay. but never committing to like being like, this is my church. Like, and I never claimed the church. Yeah. But I feel like I really grew there because of the relationships I built, the mentorship that I had uh-huh. helped me grow yeah. in like the word of God and my own personal relationship with God. And now these days, I'm like, you know, I have my podcast. I'm like teaching my little family Bible study the first Saturdays of every month. 
live on my IG because don't <laughs> nobody be showing up all the time. So I'm just like taking a step of faith to be like, I want people to know about Jesus. And I feel like how I treat people, I just try to show people the love of Jesus. Like, and hopefully your experience with me, because you've known me for quite a long it's time. It's been chaotic. <laughs> hopefully it's been mostly positive. Yeah. No, so, for sure, for sure. No, no, so no, I, I, was a joke, I, just, <laughs> I, just wanted to I was concerned. I was like, maybe it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there were moments, but the thing I like about Dom is I am always able to bring to her whatever my issue is. I don't think there's ever been an issue we haven't been able to talk about or talk okay. through. Okay, so you, okay. So you come in crazy a couple times and I just be like, Where, what's this about? And then, and then we'll have a conversation. Yeah, because I'm like, whoa. Why don't you just, I don't know, because I'm that person, I don't know. And it's something that I'm working on, like sometimes, like, like but let's say we're arguing. I'm walking away because I'm like, yo, I just need a second to regroup. There's no disrespect or anything. I don't want to say nothing that could potentially cause permanent, cause permanent damage. So if something happened in that event, like in that moment, it's like, Yo, like, I can see if you needed a moment to process it because I'm the same way, but I'm like, don't be waiting six months to tell me nothing because then, you know, I probably forgot. And and then I don't want to feel like I'm not empathetic or understanding to your feelings, but I'm like, I, I would like to know within, like, a week. That's fair. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah, I'm like, so t- I'm like, Tamisha, sure. and he's like, when this happened, I said, that was not Give me a chance. I have done a lot of personal development over the over the years recent years so a lot of things and how i address things have changed so i don't think that will happen okay. <laughs> anymore yet yeah, but it's and, been a long time but i just i was like that like what, what? <laughs> and how i would even come at people was always oftentimes sideways but <laughs> yeah but that's my adhd though like oh <laughs> Like now I know having that diagnosis, I yeah. know why I responded the way that I did. But now okay. that I also know, I can also say there's a bunch of situations where I could have take back what I said, how I said it, when I said it. But I'm recognizing now that moving forward, I'll be better at it because I know why. I can like instinctively say, like, think about that first. Yeah. Like, oh, pray about that first. Yeah. So before. Because I'll, I'll say this a lot of people are thinking about the, the consequences. Uh, or the reaction, because everything is a consequence. Uh, how people could respond to certain things because you just go like diving in here first, and it can alter the course of like a lot of things for you. So I, I can appreciate that, where you're like, shit, like I really fucked up. But I, in those situations, it's a, an opportunity to learn and grow. So I don't often, t- well, in the moment, I'm like, oh my God, it's so bad. But now I look at it like I had to go through that to get to where I am. I don't know that I would be here had had I not had those experiences or those conversations. Because some things push you closer to God, some things push you further away from them. That's how I look at most things. So when I'm going through situations, I'm like, God, what am I supposed to learn from this situation? And I oftentimes think about, because Jesus is the example for me. So I'm like, nobody should have more church hurt than Jesus because the Jews hung their own kind. Hey, God, we couldn't. Why? Uh, say the Jews? No, I, I listen. Ain't nobody to be saying that. We said anything anti-Semitic. Oh God! Like, okay, I, 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 I'll just can I say it's just a very rough climate right now. Uh, 
That's fair. Yeah, that's I, fair. That's fair. Listen, I love the Lord. He heard my cry, but I'm not trying to be canceled before I start. That's fair. I'm just saying, like, he understands church hurt. Jesus understands church hurt. He experienced it himself. Yeah. So that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just saying, like, learning just what just happened just now, learning how to say things better is something yeah. I'm also working mean, on. It's, but it's like it's like oh I can't say oh why oh you're reminding me of what's been happening in the world and I'm like no like you can I am a person who wants to be corrected come right. to me like yeah. there's been plenty of times when Dom hit me up and be like nigga I need to talk to you and I'll be like oh man what I do now and like Dominique she's not always gentle but she's always honest I don't I listen I'm working on it it's okay yeah, I'm working on it I'm really it's, like it's, I don't He gave me this mouse. So, <laughs> uh, ultimately, 
And I, I, the craziest thing is, is that I always tell people, I said, this is me. Change. We are, are always constantly evolving. Like that is as we should. Constant in life, and the goal is to always show up as our the best version of ourselves, right? As we are growing and learning different things. So when I say this, just be who I am and take it. No, what I mean is that I'm always going to be the better version of myself next time you see me. But okay. So, so you say you have some questions for me? Yeah, I have some questions. So I'm not going to ADHD you, but I will say, have you seen a change in me since when you met me in Webster until now? I mean, I always felt like you were always really sweet, very, not, I haven't had, I haven't had to talk frankly to you in a while. So that's good. I appreciate that. Uh, but I, to be honest, you and I have never really had quarrels because we've always kind of talked it out. Like I said, no, I'm coming into your job, but you want to eat from Shake Shack, Shake Shack and let's talk. I was like, so, but I but I understood boundaries before you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to think that I did. No, you did. Because I was totally like, did. I don't operate like this in my friendships because my friends, I look at y'all like my family. And y'all are my chosen family. Now, I'm messing with the blood brothers, <laughs> but we're not about to fall out. You know what I mean? So I think I was always kind of very straightforward with all my friends about how I wanted to be treated, you know, to also understand how they needed to be treated, knowing that I, I could talk to you one way. I can't talk to Kendra like that. I could talk to Vernon, me and Vernon, Vernon just get it. And, and Vernon, even if I'm having something crazy happen, Vernon just gets me and I'm like, okay, friend, like best friend. And, and I, by the time I probably even get him on the phone, I probably cried and I said, like, man, I was on the hood. Somebody was flushing and pissed me off and I was like, you know what, it's fine. But that's just how we are. We just get it. But I would say that I um, am interested because as we, we haven't spent as much time, we used to spend a lot of time together. But with our work schedules and everybody, you know, pushing forward in their goals, we don't connect as much as we used to. And so I would hope that that would change like this year. I was year just going to ask you that. Would you, would you like to work with me? Yeah, because oh. you got a dog niece in there. That I do. Know my nurse. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, but, but yes, I would say I'm interested to spend more time with you to fully see everything because like, I always felt like, like Tasha's reliable. Tasha is a good friend. You can talk to her about anything. Are either one of us perfect? No. Uh, but it's a process. It's a process. And so I'm interested in seeing, especially now knowing what you know about yourself. And now that also requires from your friends and your peers. Uh, you know, we always give people grace, but it's just like, okay, understanding. And if, if, if it is somebody that you could have potentially said something outlandish to if they ever listen or whomever, like in our circle of friends, like, you know, they could be like, oh, shit. Like, when you did this, and it's like, okay, well, it's in the past. Like, I'm a new person going forward. Allow me to 
fully show up as myself because I'm still learning and understanding myself. I don't know if I've talked in a circle, but yeah. Um, I, I just learned in recent years, I think I've learned to be patient with myself and with people and to know that even though the situation may present itself as a bad, because I learned most about myself in conflict. Okay. So in situations where I have conflict, I want to make sure that I'm approaching it like, honestly, like Jesus would. Like, be like, all right, how can I do this and not leave a scar? Like, how can I, how can I navigate this conversation with this person? With and Sometimes there is no beef. Yeah. It's just like your communication isn't great. Yeah. No, so that's, that's so you're like, how do I navigate this and not being this new Christian woman that I'm trying to walk in this Christian lifestyle? How do I represent Jesus in that walk daily? Yeah. So everything that I do, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to do it in my job, I'm trying to do it in my relationship, I'm trying to do it with my parents, I'm trying to do it with my siblings, every aspect of my life. And I've just learned to just be patient, give myself grace, and um be willing to humble myself and, and apologize and really take into consideration how what I do makes someone else feel. Because yeah. I, because my ADHD, <laughs> I don't always <laughs> understand like yeah. it's happening and I, I'm like trying to put together the pieces. Like, yeah. what is that? Why, why did, why did this thing make this person feel this way? Yeah. Uh, what, why didn't the similar situation happen to this person? Like, what is going on with them? That's not going on with them. Like, I'm, I'm in my mind a lot. Yeah. Trying to be better. Like it's it's all in efforts to be you better. You feel like it's like a lot of pressure? No. Okay. I don't feel like it's pressure. I feel like it's important. Okay. So um maybe make this <laughs> I don't look at it as pressure though. Yeah. Like it's important that I that I that I get it right. Yeah. But I know I'm not gonna get it right all the time. But if, if the goal is to get it right most of the time, then I feel like I'm still pushing for it. But also I feel like, okay, so my question is, is like when it comes to like the humanness, you know, because we are not perfect, right? So, like, what does that look like? You know, like if you did something or something is to happen or you say something, like, what, what does that look like? Because I feel like we, Christianity does make us strive to be perfect. I think on paper. It does make you strive to be perfect. But for me, what you're really striving to do is just to please God. Okay. In whatever you do, how you say it, when you say it, how you, everything. So when you're striving to be like Jesus, which is a huge <laughs> pedestal to feel, you just try to, it's kind of like baby steps. Uh, I don't know if I'm answering your question though. Like, can you give me an example? You was answering my question. Oh, okay, good. I, I get it. So I just so I'm thinking out of it from this aspect of excuse me, um, where it's like, and I'm not saying that it's impossible, but I'm I'm just looking at it. It's just like where pressure could probably be released because at the end of the day. It's just leading with love. And I feel like, and, and, easy, and though that is easier also said than done, because there are going to be people that you're going to want to cuss out on the road, and I do it. And, <laughs> but it's like, where, 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 it's, where it matters, right? And where you could potentially 
also logically take a moment and take a step back before you even make certain actions. Yeah. So part of it, like I said, yeah. I think I think part of it as a whole view of everything is just kind of just being able to discern. It's not just being able, I want to be right, because what is right? Because your rightness your, could be somebody that's wrong, right? And no, so you kind of have to build this life that kind of like works for you, but this is very stressful. <laughs> I like stress. No, no, it's not stressful. It's it's like I look at it as something to aspire to. Like I said, if I'm believe the Bible, I'm gonna believe everything the Bible says, and I want to do what it says do. And one of the things it does say is to love everybody, love people as you love yourself, love your neighbor as yourself, love God first. And if you can do all those things, you can fulfill God's law. Now that's not always important to people, but it's important to me. Okay. So if, if I'm doing that, if I'm loving myself, if I give myself grace, I've learned that how I treat myself, I treat other people. So in all those moments I was having conflict, I was probably projecting. Yes. Yeah. And I was just like when I started reading <laughs> When I started reading, I'm like, my homegirl gave me books. I was like, you things that happen in the world, right? In any interpersonal, in any relationship, you know. We don't teach that enough where that love starts with you. Now, it's, it, it's even when it comes, it, it's what even mothers are now getting, like, understanding because, like, okay, yes, we leave love, blah, 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 but, like, we, like, are neglecting ourselves. Like, we can't show up for other people. It's the same concept, and you see it happening in so many other that they tell you on the plane and you got to say yourself first before you try to say somebody else, right? So it's like the same thing that's like reiterated in different formats like over and over again. And so I think that a lot of people and a lot of the issues that we have in society is because a lot of people don't love themselves. No. Because they don't know what that, they don't know what it looks like. They were never taught that. They were never conditioned And it's to do difficult that. to do. And it, like if you haven't done it, if you haven't practiced it, if you haven't like it's intentionally, it, it starts at no, for sure. If you didn't intentionally do, it, if you weren't groomed to do that, then you learn it as an adult, and you was like, I am like, but you're not. Like I, I thought I always loved myself until people pointed things out about me that I did not see in myself. But clearly, I was projecting, and I was like, with all my little daddy issues, and I was just like, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's that's. That's abandonment trauma. That's, you know, lack of communication trauma. That's like, and I'm like, oh, okay. And for me, once I realize something, I'm always working on that thing. So when you say, oh, there's pressure, I'm just like, yeah, because I have so many things I'm trying to keep track of and I don't want to forget them because I'm like, <laughs> but I'm just saying like, yeah. it, it, over time, it becomes more natural. Yeah. So yes, in the beginning, when I really, could you imagine me, like if I would have, discovered all these things and like the next day I'm like Lord I got like work to do. I thought I was a good person. Yeah. But I was just and I am, but there's still a lot, a lot of want to say you're a good person and not a good person. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. We always see the no, 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 we do no, no, but I do. okay, so let me rephrase that. We all always have work to do. So I, I just I want to reiterate. But knowing what the work is. Yeah it is it's a process. No, and sometimes no. and sometimes you just don't know like I literally had a conversation with uh, 
someone and they said that I was like, I've been into them for some months. And I was just like, really? For some months. I was like, why are we hanging out? Like, for, like I, all jokes aside, though, I said, if you felt like there was something happening or there was a disconnect, I'm not saying it's a you problem because that's not what I'm saying. I said, but it's up to you to be like, what's going on? Because this is, I'm seeing a shift. I don't know if you want to talk about it, if it's something that I can help with. But sometimes people are, we are having internal battles with ourselves. And we don't know how that's coming out to the, you know, the person or anybody. And it's like, yo, like I am. And sometimes somebody be just saying, are you okay? And you say no, or I'm okay, and that's okay. Because we all experience emotions, feelings, life, and life. Oh my God, like you said, you might be right, you gotta be crazy for Ultimately, it's that knowing that you have the support and people there that you can, you know, if they are emotionally in the space, to unpack whatever you're about to say. Uh, but just knowing that because you just sometimes we feel like we don't have nobody to talk to. So and then it's like you call me and I'm like, well, what is it, Tasha? And I'm not trying to be mean. It's just like shit. I'm just having a shitty week. I, I I know enough about you to not internalize any kind of tone that you may. I mean, listen, and I'm just like, I, think people, I like your colorfulness. Listen, like, I think people are not. Used to be people one like me. That's okay, but also, but I've noticed, especially out here, people think it's a tone or attitude, and it's just normal voice inflection. Because yeah. yeah. we're from the big yes, and and everybody, I think everybody expects expects us to be flat, but it's like no, no, no. I'm excited. No. Like, no. like <laughs> why you? Mad that I'm a lot of how you interact is like how my mom is on my sister. Yeah, so that's. <laughs> like my standard issue, and my mom, like that's what I'm used to. Like the women, like I'm, I'm not like that, but they are. So I, I get that because that's what I grew up with. Yeah. So when other people come out here, you like, oh, you're so mean. Like, am I? Because my sister said people used to call her mean. I said you're so sweet. And she's like, I don't know. She never more colorful to me. She is. But when it's brought up out of. Yeah, like yeah. she's cool most of the time until a situation happens. She is colorful. Then she was before. Yeah, honestly, I don't even think. Okay, so when you say colorful. What does that mean? Because I say like in your okay, so feisty in your tone, and, and you don't walk around like that. It's like something's <laughs> happening, and that's how you project. But you don't mean it to the person you're projecting it to, unless you're targeting them. But like I said. For example, when I told you, you don't always say things the most gentle way, but I don't take offense to how you say it. I take, I don't, I, I pay attention to what you're God saying. Damn, I'm really spicy because just be calling me spicy. Yeah. And then another day I said that I was, uh, But like I said, my mom and my sister are like this. Yeah, so I, 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 that type of talk, I am used to, but not but every I'm day. I'm going to say that, and, 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 and to me, it's just me just, Knowing what I want, and it's just saying what it and is. You should. And you and, and, and I feel that sometimes people should just be able to just 
We don't always, everything don't need to be sugar-coated. Because just, that's not life. And so I'm like, you should be happy that I know. Like, I, I think that, and, and, and when it comes from men, I think it's more of a thing where they, they like, sometimes are used to dealing with women. And not that being docile is, like, a bad thing, but that just let them do that. And, and there's no recourse for them. And I'm like, Shoot. What you think this is? <laughs> and, and, and I pick and choose too, because I don't, you know, so I let some shit slide. Because I, I know there's going to be an argument. I don't even feel like it today. But, you know, for the most part, men, I'll say this. It's only been one thing that said that's me. And, you know, I've dated interracially a lot. And I've always shown up like this in every corner of my life. And it's only been black men that's And I don't want y'all to judge me in the comments when I say that. But it's only been that where it's I've been very direct. And then it's met with your your sassy, your spicy, uh, more so recently, very particular. And... You asked me a question and I told you what I I was not in the mood for, and then you still did why would you do that? So I'm like, are you really are you are, is this a test? <laughs> no, I I'm not I'm not surprised that black men do that because it's either that or you too you're too emotional. Or there's always some kind of caveat to a black woman. You can't just be like you know, not the perfect girl, but just like a woman, like a strong woman, a powerful woman, a helpful woman, whatever. It's always like sassy, emotional. And it's just like the complaints are very similar and common amongst black men. And I just be like, are you too sensitive to just handle a regular person? That's what I think. Yeah, I, I think it's a lot of heavily deeply rooted uh, yes. racism. Mama issues, racism, whatever you want. And it's, it's funny because oh, I the mama daddy issues, it, as we are, you know, like as people are dating and you're talking to people about different stuff and, and, and learning, even friends, I'm like, it's crazy how certain things can show up and people, and they're not even like privy to it, they're not even aware. Uh, because sometimes you get people that overcompensate, you get people that reject, and it's, it's, it's really crazy. So, but on your journey, like, what is that like dating? You kind of was talking about stuff the other day. You was like, don't say anything else. Don't say nothing else. <laughs> we'll save it for the show. Save it for the show. She stopped me dead in my tracks, y'all. Uh, I was telling uh, Dom about a friend of mine who's like my best friend. Um, is someone I grew up with and he was I, I think he was my first love I think I'm pretty sure so let's, let's go with that oh um, you say your first time first both uh, <laughs> <laughs> my first love my first time I was like what uh um, so he um I'm like make sure we get this off right now for sure he uh <laughs> told me like you know if you in in a, in a in a way, he said, "If you'll have me, I'd marry you. You're the type of woman I would want to marry." Okay. And I was like, "Dang." Um, 
we've been through a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go through all of our drama, but just know that we've had many good times and many bad times, and we've always been able to work through them. Okay. Uh, kicking and screaming, mm-hmm. but we work through. And now our relationship is better than it ever has been. It's healthy. Okay. More important than anything. And we've all, we've both grown into like better people. Okay. I don't, it could be because of each other, but it's also because of the personal uh, things, development that we've done on ourselves, aside from being friends with that person. But I was just like, the only problem with that is you don't love Jesus. Like, you don't follow Jesus. You're not a Christian. And he, I don't know what religion he practices. But I could, for me to to marry outside of my religion is marrying someone who was not equally yoked to me. Our our core values are not the same. So I would never marry someone who isn't because I feel like if I'm following Jesus and you're my man, you're supposed to be getting me closer to him, not pulling me further away. So, and I told him that. He was just like, for for a long time, he was just like, well, I'm not changing who I am because of, I was just like, no, I, I don't want you to. I don't want you to, because this is your journey. Like, you need to go the way that feel is good for you but recently he's just like you know what let's talk about jesus and i'm like you're trying to bag it so okay i want to so this type of therapist this person can be everything that you want and this is the one place where it doesn't line up yeah isn't it also our job to still love people but also kind of lead people there so what if that is your role i i i'm glad you said that i think it might be um but we have a meeting on wednesday okay not a meeting (laughs) (laughs) let's call it a bible study okay um because for a long time that was off the table because he he didn't want to like i don't i don't know how i brought it up but i was just like i mean yeah if you look he's like that's not the only thing i was just like i don't because we never Yes, we've been intimate, but we've never like dated. Mm-hmm. So if if I've never dated you, like yes, I can probably see you as a husband, but I I, I want to get one and done. So I want I want the red carpet. Like I, I don't want to settle for well, you're already my best friend. You already know me in ways that right. no one else does. That's not good enough. Yeah, no, I mean, no, because that sounds like settling. But we don't want to settle. Yes. Yes. And he was just, but he was okay with that because he knows me so well and I know him so well. He was just like, it, it just, it makes sense. I'm like, on paper, yes, yeah. it makes sense. But I still, I want to go through the process. I'm not skipping no steps. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, that's where people get caught up. They don't do the work. They don't spend that time together. And he, he lives back home. He lives in St. Louis. So I'd say he wouldn't make the trips or I wouldn't make the trips. But I was just like, I don't think that that's, where we are right now yeah but let's say we do a couple bible studies and his heart but that's that's on him all that yeah. growth and if he wants to follow you that that's all on him i can't make anyone do that, that that's the holy spirit thing he come in he changes you and then you be like oh jesus that's my job but then you know uh but right now we're just having a conversation and i, I can say that this conversation has been, was never had and, I, and it was something he brought to, I, I brought it to his attention because one of my mentors was like, well, maybe you should ask him. And I don't, I never did. I, was just, I thought we had this conversation, all the conversations we had over the years. Yeah. I never said anything. And then I was just like, all right, cool. And I did. He was just like, yeah, I'd be interested in that. He was like, but you're also, if I'm going to learn about your religion, you need to learn about mine. I said, you know what? That's fair. Yeah. So I was just like, let's do it. So I guess it's happening on Wednesday. <laughs> what, what is his religion? 
Um, he's, is he just more spiritual? Like He is more spiritual. I think he closely identifies with Buddhism, but he also likes to pick different things from different religions to kind of make his own. So <laughs> if I had to pick one, I would say closest to Buddhist. Okay. But also like some kind of African religion, okay. the different gods in Africa. Something. I, I'm just unfamiliar to, 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 to say okay. to you. I, I respect you and appreciate you being open. To that because some people it's just like a hard no it, it is I was <laughs> we did go into it like I mean I ain't gonna believe what you believe you ain't gonna believe what I believe I said but we haven't had the conversation yeah we don't know what's gonna happen having had the conversation right and also at the very least we learn that we like we share intimate we share like friendship we share like family like we we know each other from each other this is an, an area where we've never discovered anything about each other so is it gonna bring us closer to God or is it gonna bring us closer to each other? Like we don't we don't know. So I'm, I'm interested. And every person, this this might might not be your person. It might not be, but you can y'all are both just good friends and y'all are, you know, exploring different things and just helping each other learn and grow. Because yes. friendships are also you may when I say it, but friendships are little everything in life is transactional. It sounds very abrasive, but it really is. <laughs> so, I'm not trying to be abrasive. Yeah, but, but it's just that, like, it, it, it just, it's just everybody. So if you're making withdrawals, like, that friend also has to be making deposits. It's that simple. And so, and y'all, it just might be, you know, the friendship account. Yeah. You know, we talked about it. Ultimately, and you might even learn, like, or he might learn, like, you know what, like, we might be better off as friends, or I don't like that. Like, I don't know if I can, you know, and those things happen, but you've never also tried to date this person. I just was interested, it's like, because I'm like, you, I don't know. I think I love, love so much, and I love loving people that I don't know if I would, as long as the person was like, believed in something like was spiritual or whatever, and we could have those conversations. But I don't know if I and, and and I don't know because I know that God wants us to experience love. Am I willing to like miss out on opportunity because somebody is unsure, but I could kind of like shift the narrative. I don't know. As far as like so what's core values and Yeah. Cause I think I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know. I've never experienced that. You know, I know, like, Johnny grew up Jehovah's Witness, but he's not practicing. And I still have friends with Jehovah. So it's just, I think everybody has their journey that they go on. So I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And we're a part of each other's journey. Yeah. So this, this is the whole, whatever's going to happen on Wednesday is like a new, a new chapter. A new chapter. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it because I was just like, what kind of, Christian would I be, and a lot of Christians probably don't even do this, but if I didn't learn about other religions, yeah, like, it, it seems a little bit like... Well, a lot of stuff is, we have a lot more in common than what we think. No, Because no, just the name uh, for the higher power is something different. You know, you have uh, Allah, you have Buddha, like, you know, different things that where people, they just call their deity something else. Yeah. So, so I think I think it's important for Christians to. And this is me encouraging you uh, <laughs> <laughs> learn of other religions because you can't talk about something that you don't know. That's true. So if you don't learn, and then again, 
use it as an opportunity to teach them about yours, but be willing to do the be on the other side receiving for them as well. No, like, I feel sure. like I don't see that enough because they they probably don't think it's important enough. It's like I, I mean I believe in Jesus, they don't believe in Jesus. I didn't talk to them. I'm just like that's so traditional, and everybody knows that the Pharisees were traditional and they did not inherit the kingdom. So yeah, <laughs> they they did not. So uh, <laughs> with that said, tell the people where they can find your podcast. So I am currently only on YouTube. I'll probably expand that this year, but it is Church Hurt with Tavisha. I mean Church Hurt podcast with Tavisha on YouTube. Uh, my name is Bill T A B I S H Y A. That's my also handle on all platforms. And I'll also put it in the notes on the description. And be sure to like, subscribe, and share her podcast with everyone just like you would with this one. And don't forget, I got all y'all candles need, so y'all need to buy some candles. And we're going into the spring. You know, like spring cleaning. I'm slowly doing that now. So, like, let's start early. Like, get your house smelling good before you dust and whatever it is do that you do. Things. Do all the things to, to get your house right for the holiday, the spring season. And um, again, be sure to like, subscribe, and share Whiskey Sour, uh, as well as everyone needs an Aquarius because y'all do. And uh, wherever you podcast. So, thank you so much for coming, Tavisha. And I knew this was going to be a good time. Yeah, it, it, I, I like I said, I, I was confident that it would be, and we have to get an episode because I know stuff about you. We're going to have to get you on and Darren on the episode together. You know stuff about me? Yeah, I know stuff about you. That I don't know you know? Probably not. No, I don't know. I, 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 I'm pretty sure you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you probably know it off a lot. Yeah, like, yeah, so... You know, like I like I said, I would love to have you back uh, as you you know grow on your journey and just want to connect with more people. So we'll be always be right here on the YouTube and Spotify and Apple Podcasts wherever you podcast. So see y'all here next week. So this this exports a.